I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell. And you are listening to Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions, popping bottles, and pop culture. This week on Pop It, we're on site at NKD Lashes, Waxing, and Makeup with owner and esthetician. Did I say that right? Esthetician. <laughs> Christy Lee Laskis. Like lashes and Crystal yeah. Whitmore, and we're also with who we believe to be Worcester's best <laughs> wedding photographer, <laughs> Unity Mike Hendrickson. Yes, Thank you. we're talking event logistics, wedding days, and the means by which a professional image can lead to women's empowerment. Thank you for having us. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having us. I cannot believe how large NKD is. I have not yeah. been inside, although I do want to talk to you about some services for myself and, <laughs> and my bridesmaids. And me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have bridesmaids and then I have Molly. She's the very key Hi. component. <laughs> the ultimate. I'm the jumpsuit bridesmaid. It's true. Everyone's wearing things of the same color palette, but like whatever makes you comfortable. Awesome. She has... An amazing jumpsuit. I got a jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thrilled. You can't go wrong with a jumpsuit. <laughs> so I know you got your start in Mary Kay. I'm curious. We have been warned against pyramid schemes a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, with all of, it feels like everybody on the internet is selling essential oils, and some of it <laughs> is legitimate, and some yeah. of it you're like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I just got suckered into a sales pitch. I didn't even know what hit me. Yes. And there's actually, I think I mentioned this another time. There's a whole entire episode of the um, Fox animated. Joe Bob's Burgers about the mom like getting roped into an essential oils <laughs> scheme and then like the whole family is like we have to go to this party it's very funny so did you <laughs> yeah it's a good one yeah did you really get to drive a pink Cadillac when did you make the jump and say I'm gonna go into business for myself um so I I was in college when I started doing Mary Kay and it was my neighbor has the pink Cadillac or she did well when I was growing up, she had the pink Like So I drove in it. I never drove one, but... <laughs> um, and they do have other cars, too. It's not just the pink Cadillac. But anyways, that's a whole other story. Um, and it's it's more of like a, a multi-level marketing. Right. Like, I wouldn't call it a pyramid scheme. Because yeah. it's like, it's kind of like the work that you put in, you get out. And, you know, it's just, it's, it is something that um, I enjoy doing. I loved working with people and... Um, and I love doing like makeup, but in Massachusetts, you technically need like a license to work on people's faces and whatnot. Um, and so that's when I wanted to go into aesthetic school. Um, and from there I worked at a, after aesthetic school, I worked at like two different salons and then three, sorry. And then I was like, okay, it's, it's my turn now. (laughs) And so that was at, in 2011 that I opened NKD. And Crystal, when did you come aboard? I came aboard about a year into Christy opening on Portland Street. Mm-hmm. It was herself and another person we had both worked with, Nicoletta. Uh, she owned a salon and then sub kind of sublet it to Christy. And I was in the makeup business and kind of jonesing to get out of corporate makeup. <laughs> it was kind of my background. I was like, please, as soon as you need someone, like let me know. <laughs> And she said, it's time. Like, I'm Mm -hmm. ready for you. Mm -hmm. I had a background in doing social media and things like that. So I figured I could bring that to the table, Mm -hmm. plus my makeup. And then I also worked in the room one day a week. So Mm -hmm. it was a nice balance when I had a young daughter. 
And then things progress. Yeah, and she's like, I need more time in the room. I'm like, there's only one room. So I'm like, all right, we need a bigger space. Okay. So the hunt was on. <laughs> so four years after um, was when we came here. So um, altogether, it's eight years this year. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot bigger than that first space. <laughs> this is a great space, too. I mean, it's like you have the downstairs and the upstairs, but you also have, like, parking, mm-hmm. which I was like, oh, I can park <laughs> in a parking lot? And that's so hard in this area. Yeah. To that have was a space that has access to a parking lot. That was the whole point. Fun, fun, fun fact is that the parking lot has a different zip code than the building. That <laughs> is which interesting. Is fun Worcester fact. Because it makes it, you know, it's not an like a easy answer to be like, well, where do I park? So if you're using your GPS, right. it's 01604, but we're 01610. Um, yeah. So that's what makes Worcester fun. <laughs> Extra fun. Now, Mike, I really liked the idea of pairing this experience between NKD and you as a photographer at first because you were working on an event together. But then the more I was thinking about it, I was like, he always makes Molly and I feel so good and like confident in ourselves. And I think you do that for a lot of women, especially on their special day. Um, When did you decide to go into business for yourself as a photographer? Um, Lots and lots of years ago, probably 12, 13 years ago, I was working at a restaurant in Worcester. Let's just call it the 99. (laughs) And um, someone said, will you shoot my wedding? And I said, I can't do that. Like, that's so much pressure, and I don't have the equipment. And three days later, I went to Best Buy, and I bought all the stuff that I needed. And I'm like, I'll shoot your wedding. And (laughs) since then, I've been shooting. You know, more people have found me, and it's actually been pretty wonderful, life-changing. It's the first time for us that you're not taking our photo while we do this. Can you introduce us to our new photographer friend? So we have Roland Silva with us. He's also a wedding photographer, 25 years, and just good friends. We talk all the time, and yeah, he agreed to drive down from Nashua today to be my backup photographer. Wow. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. (laughs) And did you get your start learning from somebody else, a photographer that you admired? Nope. It was actually always taking pictures. I always had a camera. My parents didn't have a lot of pictures of themselves growing up, so I wanted to remedy that for when I have kids. But now, of course, everyone has cell phones, and (laughs) it's ridiculous. But, yeah, it just all kind of fell into place. So I know Mike just mentioned that he had to get all this top-of-the-line equipment. When you guys scaled up, did you have to invest in a lot of new technology? And do you have any, like, fun toys that you want to tell us about? Um, I mean, when I scaled up, we got a microdermabrasion machine. That's always a nice, nice um, service. But there's also, like, other services that you don't need, like, a, a huge, like, down payment <laughs> on, like, um, dermaplaning. Which is, That's my favorite service, and it's yeah. literally a scalpel, which yeah. sounds terrifying, but it's one of our number one services, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not about the expense of it. It's more the technician behind it, um, so yeah. So that would like get rid of my dead skin, but also like all those little baby hairs on your face? Yes. The fancy term is vellus hair, known <laughs> as peach fuzz, 
And yeah, it's kind of, you're, you're getting everything. You're, you know, signaling the skin to regenerate, removing old dead skin. I get a lot of like spray tan and bronzer off of girls' faces. <laughs> and also uh, the Bella's hair is a bonus. So that it's a great treatment. Sounds like something that someone who really wants to celebrate the return of Game of Thrones might be interested in. <laughs> it's a scalpel to your face. like. <laughs> It doesn't hurt. Yes, whatsoever. I mean it's not it's it's not made of Valerian it. steel. Um, <laughs> I don't clearly I do watch Game of Thrones. Um, it's me. Yeah, but um, I mean it could be that'd be a fancy new service. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into it. Package it as like a Game of Thrones thing. Like, do you want to get the Ramsey Bolton treatment? Come here. <laughs> People will love it. I told you she was good at marketing. So, Mike, you're always showing us your fun toys, and you always have, like, a new app or something Mm. new in in your techie world. What are some of your favorite tools to work with? Um, Just different lenses. Like, I have a a fisheye lens, which is not my go-to lens, but every time someone sees it, they just know, oh my God, this is special, this is unique, and they, they look funny in it, and also captures just a different angle that they couldn't get with a cell phone, so it always looks unique. But also, a lot of lenses I have are very expensive. I even have one that originally was around $7,000, and it's my favorite lens because there's no other lens I can get that specific look. It has such a low depth of field that it just blurs out the background to a creamy mess. Uh, yeah, without sounding inappropriate. <laughs> um, <laughs> Boca. So, um, I should choose my words more carefully. <laughs> Podcasting is difficult, you know? Uh, it just, it slipped out. <laughs> well, put it away. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, just lo- lots of unique lenses mean everyone looks at the photo and they know it's not taken with a cell phone, it's not taken with a camera that you picked up at Best Buy. Um, it's unique. And I'm able to buy these toys because I just keep rolling all my money back into my photography year after year because it, it pays off. You invest in yourself, right? Yes. It is really what it is. Like you're investing in your in your own. Com- like a, a confidence in your ability. Always. Yeah. And uh, the more um, camera gear that I have, the less I have to work hard at a wedding. <laughs> because, um, you know, the, the better the gear is. So I don't have to stretch what I have to make things work situations. And speaking of investing in ourselves, I met you, Christy, at that Center for Women in Enterprise panel and actually met with them this morning. And I was like, I have so many questions. I have seven 1099s. I'm doing all this contract work. I don't know how to keep track of everything. She's like, I'm going to help you put together a business plan to just kind of get everything in line. I don't know. So thank you for, for doing that panel right here in Worcester. Yeah, you're welcome. And they offer a lot of free services to women who are interested in going into business for themselves. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Now, how much are you using Instagram as a business tool? Um, Crystal, I know you said you're like the social media maven here. We use it constantly. Uh, it's, It's an amazing tool right at your fingertips. I mean, I don't know where we would really be without it. There's infinite ways, I feel like, to use Instagram. Um... It, you know, educates people, just draws them in. Um, you know, we did tons of clients. When I posted a video of dermaplaning, we 
just got so many people that said, oh, I saw your video on Instagram. Instagram as a photographer, is that like destroying your business or do you love it? Uh, I love it. I actually follow the hashtag Beef Wellington as well. Um, so there's a lot of random hashtags I follow. So I, I definitely get sucked into Instagram. Uh, it helps. Um, it does help me with my business, with the stories and also the regular posts. Just letting people know what I'm up to, even if it's regular everyday stuff like yard work or my breakfast or just my cats. Because people start following you, they start relating to you, and they like hiring their friends. Versus just hiring someone out of a phone book or someone out of a listing somewhere. <laughs> um, but, but it is tough because the successful people, you have to do like 10 to 20 posts a day, you know. I like Renee King of Queens Cups and uh, Amanda Jane. And of course, you guys, I mean, you're doing lots of stories all throughout the day and you have to tag everyone. You have to do the locations. You have to do the mentions. You have to do a silly gif um, of everything. And also you have to write a little story. Yeah. And then you have to do it again a couple, you know, an hour or two later. And I think, you know, so you mentioned tagging businesses. I think that's pretty special about Instagram or Facebook in general is that you're empowering your business, but you're also empowering your tribe and like other businesses that you like. Like, when did that exist in the phone book? Yeah. It didn't, you know? So that's an awesome thing about social media Absolutely. for sure. I it's think we find too, like for us, like on our page, like we're always tagging, not just to people we talk to, but like stuff that we love and people who are doing great things in the city who maybe have already been on the show or haven't been on, but we just want people to know about. And then they'll say like, oh, I tried this because you guys mentioned it or, you know, something like that. It is, it's very cool. I'm gonna embarrass Walter Bird from Wisconsin <laughs> a little bit, but he's our <laughs> editor in chief. And one day I get all these texts from him and he says, well, every time you post something on Facebook, how do you make it bold? And I'm like, what does he mean, how do I make it bold? And he's like, you know, you make it bold. And he, I realized he didn't know how to tag anyone. And that had always driven me nuts. Like, you know, they've got thousands and thousands of followers on Worcester Magazine's Facebook and they never tag any of the subjects of the articles. And I said, people would be so much more likely to find the article and repost it. So they finally got a young hip intern who knows how to tag people. <laughs> yes. But all of a sudden, every Thursday when the new issue comes out, I get all these notifications and I'm like, yes, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 yeah, I've tried to find, like Worcester Magazine, even on like Twitter, it's like not, I'm always like, what are you guys doing? Like, come on, Walter, I know, come on there. I'll do it for you. I taught a lesson on Twitter to my eighth graders in 2010. Now those kids are all 22 and a lot of them have jobs that involve social media. And they said, thank you. Yeah. We, I don't know, for teaching me word economy. I remember I had a teacher that taught me not to use Comic Sans in professional business correspondence. And I still think that teacher. I mean, I know, you know, still still makes sense today. I just drove, I just drove by a building. I was in D.C. a couple days ago. I drove by a building the other day that had like a very cool sign in their store. Their, they had like a very cute little store. And then, like, a shop. And then this, but they're, like, window, um, like, the decals. Display. Yeah, the window decals were all in Comic Sans. And I was like, what are you guys you doing? triggered immediately. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like papyrus. Oh, yeah, it's like, I stop like... it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, it was awful. <laughs> so you happen to be in, like, the hottest neighborhood in Worcester. Yes. At what point? in the Canal District's revival, if you will, did you arrive? And how have you watched it change? 
Uh, I was before. I mean, I was after Amy and Crompton, but I was right after that. <laughs> and then um, and then everything else kind of started popping up and whatever. And it's been awesome to see the the canal grow and um, and I love working with everybody. And you know, we definitely have like a, a great little I don't know community. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's been great. And but you know, it's it's. Yeah, I'll just stop there. It's been great <laughs> seeing, it, seeing it grow. At that panel, I asked a question at the end. I was like, so are you guys excited about the Worcester Red Sox coming? And are you worried about the construction or something? And Amy Lynch said, make sure you keep shopping at all the little guys, mm-hmm. all the small places in the Canal District, because they're going to feel it from the construction. And the Red Sox are going to take time to build momentum. And they're going to have their own self-sustaining neighborhood that is the ballpark. So we need to keep rooting for the little guys. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's so difficult around places like stadiums and ballparks and arenas because Mm -hmm. everything that they bring with it is the corporate stuff. Mm -hmm. So it is tricky. And I think around this neighborhood too, um, it's all, not all, but it's so uh, predominantly like women-owned businesses that are really like, that have really upped it. Like you mentioned Amy and Crompton, but then we have Renee down the street with mm-hmm. the Queen's Cups, Bedlam Book Cafe just opened. Mm-hmm. Seat to the Stem. Building. Seat to Stem, right. Park so street, it's like, yeah. we, we gotta like... Page boy. You guys band just, together, yes. Yeah. Right, I know. I yeah. keep forgetting because the neighborhood is like so, it's just like, it's growing Stillman. so rapidly. Kate Stillman. Yeah, Stillman. Stillman quality meets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. But I think that she makes a really good point. So, Mike, you get to travel for your work. Where are some of the strangest places that you've <laughs> shot weddings and the most memorable? Um, a couple castles, like Cyril's Castle, I believe, in Wyndham. Uh, absolutely beautiful. I don't think they're doing weddings anymore. Um, but it's it's a place that you'd take pictures of a supercar with, like, a model, you know, model standing there. Uh, but my favorite is Hawaii. Um, so... Last year, I got to go out to Hawaii. It was right after I had um, closed on my house. And I went out to Hawaii for 10 days and shot a wedding like day four. Then the rest of the days were just traveling around the island, swimming, eating food. So it's the best part of my job is getting to travel. I did an engagement shoot out in Texas um, this past year and also Pennsylvania. When people tell me where they live, I'm just like, yeah, that's fine. I'll drive out to where you are or I'll fly out. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. It's, you know, Philly cheese steaks and some good barbecue. That's what I'm looking at. It's a business expense to all that travel. So you're getting a fun, personal, fulfilling experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> There's Waffle House along the way. Exactly. But, but no, I saved my receipts. Um, taxes are a nightmare, but. It's worth, at the end of the day, having your own business, working for yourself, and not ever having to worry about a phone call from your boss, either telling you you did something wrong, or they need you to come in, or we need you to come in to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless it's for a podcast on your day. Yes, yeah. And then I'll, I'll come to work. Well, thank you for that. But you don't have, um, oh God, what's his name in Office Space? TPS reports. Oh, yes. Um, I'm, no. Uh, What's his name? Milton. I was ask you to know. To the boss. The boss. Oh, yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, no one asked me to stay late. I do yeah. have to answer. Um, I ask you to come in on a Saturday. 
uh, I'll have brides that contact me sometimes seven in the morning or that's you know good, midnight. That's a, good, that's a good point. And I just have to take the when someone pays you that amount of money, mm-hmm. you definitely feel, you know, tied to them. Like yeah, okay, I'm gonna take your phone call. And there's a lot of times it's just me walking them through it and going, it's gonna be okay. There's nothing to worry about. And by the way, I've actually shot a couple getting ready photos here at NKD. So I have actually done a few weddings on site here. So we've also all known each other for a while. Uh, Crystal and I grew up together, uh, lived on the same street. And Christy and I, like, I've been coming here for a while. I actually get my hair cut here occasionally. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely a nice place here. That's what I love about Worcester. Yeah. Everybody's connected in the big network, mm-hmm. you know. So getting your friends to uh, to work at your wedding isn't so hard, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I do have questions about the getting ready process. I know yes. you mentioned the, is it microdermabrasion? <laughs> what is it? Microdermabrasion and then yes. dermaplaning. 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 So what are some, like, must-have services before my wedding, things that you recommend brides do? Hmm. A lot. So we're, <laughs> well, it, we're, we're yeah. joking around. It depends, you know, I hate to use the word extra, but because it's not extra, but you know, every bride's different. So we don't want to overwhelm brides, but we want to, you know, let them know we are a full service salon and there's definitely a lot of things you can do. Um, but you know, spray tanning is not for everyone. We talk about the pros and cons of that. Um, dermaplaning, obviously. Yeah. Um, facials to get mm. your skin, you know, where but it needs to like be. But not like the week before, but to like start. It's a timeline. <laughs> months out. So yeah. that can be overwhelming. So if they're like, I want to do spray tanning, a facial, a, like a makeup prep treatment, which is an oxygen treatment that kind of plumps and rejuvenates and hydrates your skin, Ooh. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like you well, can't do that if you're going to say get a spray tan because it'll exfoliate off the spray tan. So uh, it's finding like what services fit for you, for your mm-hmm. time, for your budget. Um, you know, just like for, your, for your style. For your style. Yeah. So Listening like, to the professionals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's why a trial is huge. And we've learned to require them mm-hmm. because a lot of brides we'd have never met before. They're not regular clients. And it's a really personal service. So it's, you know, an hour and a half that we do makeup, but we also talk to you about you. We get to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we figure out what might be in the best interest for you for your wedding day. Mm-hmm. Um, not even just for you, because we're full service. There's brides that have had, um, you know, full on facials there the day of their wedding um, or the day before gotten them or mm-hmm. a couple days before gotten a massage. Mm-hmm. So and then obviously and, and lash bridal extensions party. are like lash a huge thing. <laughs> huge. I know. How dare I? And those are, that. yeah, I'm like those, uh, those are amazing. Like, because it's like you can get them before all like, like the bachelorette and then just kind of keep them up up yeah. until like, you know, the, the rehearsal dinner, the day of, and then honeymoon after. And then people are usually addicted and they just keep going. But, um, <laughs> yes, yes. but they are very, um, those are awesome. But like we talk about, and sometimes lashes aren't for you and you just do like a strip lash the day of. And so it's, you know, we definitely, there's a lot of communication and, and just kind of figuring out what everybody is looking for. <laughs> And Mike, you said you've done some photos for getting ready here. Yes. So what does that look like? How do you approach that? Especially there must be like high energy at that point or nerves, you know? Um, sometimes uh, there's some, there's a lot of girls out there that know what weddings are like and what to expect. So usually everyone's pretty relaxed at that point, but it gets ramped up throughout the day, building up to actual wedding time. Um... It's usually just about hanging out, 
you know, getting everyone relaxed and getting to know everyone that way. When it comes to time to take pictures, everyone listens to you. Um, everyone's your buddy. No one wants to let you down. And th those are the pictures that don't really make the album, but they're nice to have for memories. Mm -hmm. To be able to look back and be like, oh my God, that's when you spilt a mimosa over yourself. Or that's when <laughs> yeah. we realized um, after we did your hair, we couldn't pull your shirt off over the top and we had to cut it off. Oh. Which does happen. That's why there are robes. Oh, good to yeah. know. <laughs> I had one bride who, she had like the, the onesie, like, pajama like yeah. jump up and like footy like, pajamas yeah exactly and they were like it was like zebra print actually and so she and like the rest of her group had zebra print I'm like those are amazing I now expect footy pajamas <laughs> you just raised the bar you Christy you zip them right off right yeah, exactly so Perfect. it was just like and, no it's I just remembered that it's gonna be July I was gonna say oh, I'm like depending sorry. on the time of year that could be a little Absolutely. yeah Maybe overalls? <laughs> Denim overalls, yes. Okay, done. Perfect. I know what I'm getting everyone as yeah. a gift now. It'll be like the cover of like a 1997 Entertainment Weekly. Oh, that's I can't a wait. dream. Yeah. It's like Melrose Place wedding theme. Yes. Strawberry and overalls. I'm getting my hair done like Heather Locklear. <laughs> Perfect. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> that's very 90s. Yeah. But Mike, how much time are you going to have to like touch up photos after you do a wedding? Um, it usually takes about a month. Um, that's a couple times looking at them with fresh eyes, making sure exposure is correct, contrast. I get rid of, you know, small blemishes. But most of the times I'm shooting it right where I need it to be. So I don't really have to do much. Mm -hmm. If you look at my website, unitymike.com, um, None of those images are actually Photoshop. They're just um, shot correctly, and I'm using lights, and I know what I'm doing, so I don't have to use filters. I don't have to use special effects or smooth someone's skin out to like make it look you know, over the top like it should be in a magazine. It, it looks like that to start with. Yeah, I have to say I post a lot of Mike's pictures that he takes for us on Instagram, and I have never once used a filter. Because first of all, because I don't need to, but also because they are so like, they're so beautiful. And it's like, there's no need for me to change anything that he's done. It would be kind of like weird and disrespectful. <laughs> like, I, I'm always like, I can't use any filters, but I don't want to because I don't, they, it is not I, necessary. on the other hand, <laughs> always put the same filter on every one of my photos because I want my Instagram <laughs> to have like a certain aesthetic, yep. but it probably drives you nuts. I, actually, I try not to look at what everyone does with my photos because people will do the strangest crops. Like they'll cut their arms off at the elbows and they'll do it like off center. And it's, it for a while it would bother me. And now I'm just like, I don't care. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Well, I think, too, like, on my personal page, I might do something like that because that would make sense. But I think, like, on our page, I'm always like, I got to leave these because, like, then people are going to see and they're going to say, look how beautiful those photos were just, like, on their own. You're both beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, you all work to make people look and feel their best, but have you seen anyone at their worst on the wedding day? Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, bridezilla stories? We... <laughs> It's a small world. So we don't like to talk. We don't want to give details because some of these brides could have also been Mike's clients too. So um, we're not. No, because I think really, I think really the. Well, I'll, I'll let you. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess honestly, like I feel like some of the 
the more bridezilla was actually somebody in the wedding party, not the actual uh, bride. So, mother of the bride. Uh, Mother-in-law. Like, like, or not even the mothers, like yeah. just other, like friends or, you know, whatever. It's just, it hasn't actually been the bride, but I think it's also because we kind of have already gotten a relationship and they know what to expect and whatever, but the some other people are, you know, just... Has there ever been any like any patterns that you've ever noticed like that are tend to be the things that set people off like is there instead of like a specific thing that was crazy but has there ever been anything that like you've noticed has come up more than once like if you don't do a makeup trial so we've learned that's why we require them and 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 I'm not gonna lie we've possibly lost brides over that but it's something that we're sticklers for because honestly if you're in this big scheme of things, we all know how expensive weddings are. If it comes down to ninety dollars, which honestly could make or break that day, because you know you don't you don't have time to pick out the perfect red lipstick on your wedding day, nor do I right. want to be turning you into like Kool Aid face we'll trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, it's like maybe you're just we're not who you're looking for then, because we know how important it is. It's not our first rodeo. We've also both been brides mm-hmm. and had yeah. a lot of weddings, so we just have the best interest of the client in mind. It's not about the money you know we could fill that with another service Mm -hmm. it's about giving you um the best of what we have in peace (laughs) of mind so yeah we kind of nip those things in the bud with a trial Mm -hmm. um probably the one thing would be you know and it's not even so much anymore is the whole airbrush versus hd makeup which isn't even kind it's kind of a honestly not as much of a thing anymore because airbrush was like the thing for a while but it's really not for everybody um, people thought it was just the best, but they didn't really know why. Um, just because it's more expensive doesn't necessarily mean it's the best. It just takes more time. So again, with the trial, we've done like half and half face. And usually people go with the HD mm-hmm. because it's just a little bit more forgiving mm-hmm. um, and it's quicker. And if you like you're crying or whatever, it's like if you do need to rub, you can kind of just blend it out as opposed to airbrush where it's not just like a line I was gonna say airbrush would be like because it's right because it's like on the like just on the surface right so it's yeah I'm imagining like a single tear like just like exposed skin yeah and then like the other thing I would say is going back to Instagram like or Mm. Pinterest or whatever it's just like you get these super heavily made up and like perfect eyes that have already been airbrushed and like whatever yeah. and people come in and they want this and this is a they either don't have that eye or b like they like don't even wear makeup so then they want this ridiculously dramatic eye and you don't even come close to that look you go like a little less and they're like oh my god like no i can't do this and so yeah. you're just like i didn't even go close to what you wanted and it's still like yeah you talk it through i'll say like do you realize the entire eye is lined in black and they're like, what? I'm like, yes. Like, they, like <laughs> because we're the professional, right, but they don't realize broken down, like, what that is, yeah. you know, or that, like, oh, the watermark is white in this photo. It's, like, this very mod eye, and I'm like, right. I don't know. It's great when you have the photographer there because I've had photographers say, yeah, this is, like, what they call an editorial shot where right. it looked good <laughs> for five minutes, but the glitter will definitely fall in the face. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of, like, just talking it out. And usually yeah. people are pretty, like, oh, oh, okay, I didn't realize. Like, mm-hmm. we forget, you know, or, they're not or, living this business like we are. We don't, They don't see the things we see, yeah. so. Yeah, or it's like the other way around where it's like, that's too much. I'm like, 
if I take off any la- any more, then you're not going to see it in pictures. Right. So then it's nice because you can take a shot and look yeah. at it and be like, oh, yeah. I'd that's say right. if I could give one thing to the brides, it'd be like wear lipstick. I'm starting clapping. Um, <laughs> because you don't want to be the one with no lips in a photo. Yeah. Because they, you know, what you're going to look like in contrast. Um, and one of my good friends who I did her makeup, she said, I wish I listened to you and I reapplied my lipstick. Yeah. Uh, because it really makes a difference. I don't know if you can speak to that, oh, um, but the lips start to disappear when you're 30 feet away taking a shot in a field. Yep. Like you need to see lips. Yeah. The formal photos, um, you know, they're going to be from, yeah, 20, 30, 40 feet away even. So having, you know, nice bright features to focus on, it makes everyone look, you know, just absolutely wonderful because these are the foes you have for the rest of your life so why wouldn't you invest in you know getting a trial and making sure everything's perfect in a way it's like stage makeup right like I did a lot of theater and it's like a more balanced version of that because you are going to see that people close up as well like but like stage makeup the whole thing is like you have to just accentuate everything so that people can see your face on stage. If someone doesn't have enough makeup on on stage, right, they're just going to look like a it's beige. A, like. It's even harder because right. the thing is you're also going to see them up close. Exactly. Like so when you see you? red carpet photos yep. and you're like, ooh, that highlight of that contour looks mm-hmm. rough up close. I you always know? think that Juliana Rancic looks awful. <laughs> Very gray. Ashen. And I'm like, yeah. what have you done to your face? Yeah. Um, but right, it's like it's like taking stage makeup and then like, twisting it to be an even in a much finer line right so because then it's like someone's gonna see your clothes and they're gonna be like you look so beautiful and then you also have to photograph beautifully from 30 or 40 feet away looking at chloe kardashian lately and it always looks like she like it's like whatever highlight she has or contouring just looks like she has like rubbed soot on her face what is that about yeah tell us about contouring (laughs) Because sometimes I think people it looks great, and then I always see her, and I'm like, something's not right here. It's just, it's just, it can look gray. You just have to be careful. Like warm tones is key. Mm-hmm. Like when in doubt, go warm tones because everything can just look kind of you know nothing like too rosy or mauvey or whatever. I guess things are trendy or whatever, but to be sometimes classic, <laughs> um, warm tones. Sometimes. And like I don't know how it looks in real life or whatever, but yeah, I'll see. I'll see. I just have yeah. I have a Mary Poppins image. <laughs> you want to look more like Mary Poppins and less like Dick Van Dyke in like you really want, yeah. So. Well, and I wonder too that it's like I wonder if it's like some insistence on the part of those women who like they're like no, this is the look I want, even though it may not be right for their skin tone or their their coloring. Or well, to say nicely, is, like, right? but that doesn't look good, and we run yeah. into that with anything with lashes. Yeah, what people think that looks good, and that's hard. And what's on trend, and what is yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. noticed that a lot lately, and I'm like, I don't quite get this. Mm, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Mike, yeah. do you have any <laughs> cautionary tales? Any wedding disasters you have witnessed that I can avoid? <laughs> um, for one thing, I have seen the brides who have done a facial treatment a day or two before their wedding, without knowing what it's going to be like, where they show up looking very Irish, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had that happen. I've had dresses fall apart, either from stitchings or sequins. So I've actually become very good at sewing. I also have glue um, because my goal is to make sure everyone, that I can save the day for someone eventually. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing is you guys touched on it before, mother-in-laws and mothers, um, sometimes they can actually hijack a wedding. Yeah. Like, because I'll tell her to leave the room. 
Like, I know we hired um, a wedding photographer before we even met. I apologize, you know. But Joe's I'm, wonderful. Though. I'm going to bring you just to be on mom duty. How do but, you feel about that? Um, I, I'd love to. Um, but no, it's... I've had some moms that like um, obviously ramped up, like excited about the day, and they forget that you know they should have fun too. That it's not like they're staging this for Time Magazine. Um, that they should you know go and have a good time, you know, hang out with their friends. That at the end of the day, if something goes wrong, none of the guests are gonna know. None of the guests are gonna know if you don't have the right shoes on, if a bow is tied the wrong way, if you missed something in your uh, corset in the back. Um, everyone's just gonna go, oh, did we have a good time? Do we get a picture from the photo booth? Oh, I got a picture of the bride and groom with my cell phone. That's gonna be like indications of a good day. Did they dance? Um, but yeah. I've had to just different people too. I've had to say, "Look, your friend sucks. You want me to like? I'm. I can just get kicked him out of the room because I'm going to tell him I need your total focus." And they've gone, "Thank you, yes." And I'm I'm on the bride side. I'm on the groom side. No one else that day. So uh, <laughs> tell me about the event that you're planning for the '90s prom and how it's supporting Dress for Success. <laughs> Uh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so 90s prom is first. It's uh, it's a party. Um, yeah. It's it's an anniversary party for NKD. Eight years. Eight years. Yep. And uh, we love Dress for Success. Bette Butler is the director over there. She is fantastic. Uh, we worked with her before. Uh, I'm a Girl Scout troop leader, and we've worked with her for <laughs> our bronze award, and she's fantastic. So we reached out to her and said, can we give you money? <laughs> and she's like, yes. So we are giving all proceeds from 90s Prom to Dress, Dress for Success, Success, which is located on Main Street in the Denholm building. If you haven't checked it out, I would definitely go. It's a, It feels like you're walking into a boutique. Um, and she treats you like a queen and makes you feel fantastic. And she just gives tools that empower women to just get back on their feet and feel good. And you can um, donate to there too, right? Yes. Yes. So 90s Prom mm -hmm. is May 4th, 7 to 11 p.m. at the West Boylston Manor Banquet Facility. Local, um, local facility that's awesome. Delicious food is going to be served. And the fantastic... Unity Mike is going to be there mm -hmm. doing some posed photos and candids, which will be available on his website to download. Yep. And the best part about this is it's going to be that awesome 90s backdrop of the lasers. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're very certain that it's going to be shared a lot. So if your mom never let you choose that background, mm -hmm. now... Is it's it's going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's, it's great. So there's um, Atlas Productions DJs is going to be there playing mm -hmm. amazing 90s music. We have dozens of amazing raffles, not only from Canal District businesses, but other businesses in that Worcester, we love yeah. um, in Worcester. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be an awesome night. Yeah. And you don't have to come dress fun. 90s if you don't want to. You can be in 90s prom, costumes, um, come as you are, in yep. the words of... Kurt Cobain. Lena <laughs> <laughs> um. shirt today. I did. I wanted to be on theme. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I wanted to ask, I heard that by the end of the day, we could have a chance to win some yes. tickets. How does that work? That is, you go to the Queen's Cups and you get a 90s prom Ooh. cupcake. Cosmic brownie. Oh, they look so good. They're really <laughs> yummy. 
And um, any purchase, you get a little raffle ticket. And then we are drawing tomorrow the the winner. Well, two winners. They also had, I believe, was it like a Lisa? It was a Lisa Frank one, right? The like rainbow yeah. frosting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's mm-hmm. good selection. Yes. <laughs> and um, promo code for you guys. Yes. Ooh, what's the promo? We code? are gonna have a promo code for the '90s prom, you guys. But well, <laughs> well, yeah, it'll drop next week. <laughs> so I never miss up an opportunity to go to the Queen's Cups. Thank you for giving me an excuse. <laughs> Definitely. Perfect. Mass Foodies curates exclusive events and publishes thought-provoking content for the food-centric person. When asking yourself where to eat tonight, turn to MassFoodies.com to see what's happening in the Massachusetts food scene. That's MassFoodies.com. Before we move on to the final part of our show, which is always a little a little game, uh, is there anything that either NKD or UnityMike.com has not had a chance to say yet about your businesses that you want to make sure Worcester knows? Toot your own horn. Um, so NKD, I mean, we're, we're talking a lot about women here, mm-hmm, but yes. NKD is for men and women, um, for all. Mm-hmm. So we want people to just have a place where they can get services done and feel comfortable. Yes. So if you have any questions, you can reach out to us um, through our Facebook page. You can email us at nkdwister at iCloud or <laughs> call the reception desk. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and check out our website, nkdwister.com. Yeah. See, she's my social media person. Perfect. <laughs> and Christy, giggle, cute yep. giggle. Yep. <laughs> um, so let's see. <laughs> um, so my website is unitymike.com. I'm all around Worcester. Um, I, of course, do weddings, but I also do products. I do food. I do events and portraits and headshots. Um, I also fill my time with some different charities Anyone who needs my help with something, if it's a charity or even sometimes a tragedy, um, usually that's free or at cost. Um, If it's ever a a tragedy, you know, something bad that happened, if someone reaches out to me and wants help, you know, I'm there for them, no problem. But charity, of course, cupcakes, I'm happy to get paid in cupcakes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's that's all I'd want to get out there for information. Well, on both fronts, I'm so impressed by the way that you've teamed up with a really important organization for the community and how much of your time you are generous with Mike is really amazing as well. So Filling my karmic glass. <laughs> there you go. So I've got some would you rathers here. I do too. Awesome. Are yours 90s themed? Yes, they are 90s We themed. talked about that last yes. night. We I went out a 90s. little too late last night. I can't hang like I used to. <laughs> yeah, I... I don't think I, I didn't do, I didn't go too crazy. (laughs) I don't know. It's, you know, at this point in my life, I need to eat before I have even one cocktail. Yeah, I had eaten like a, like a few hours before, but I feel like for you, it had been like almost the whole day. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And then we devoured lots of wings over Worcester late at night. That was nice. You ready? Saturday Night Live's Kate McKinnon has signed on to play Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes in the Hulu limited series, The Dropout. And I did just listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, She will also produce the series. Jennifer Lawrence has signed on to play Holmes in another project for $9 billion. Oh, no, no, for the $9 billion (laughs) scam. I was like, wow, J-Law. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which will be directed by Vice and Big Short's Adam McKay. Would you rather spend a day on set with Kate McKinnon or Jennifer Lawrence? 
Um, Kate McKinnon, hands down. Me too. Same. She just makes me smile. Like in all her skits on SNL. Yeah. She looks like she's always ready to break. She's brilliant. And I, li- I do like Jennifer Lawrence a lot, and I do think she'd be fun to hang out with, but I think Kate McKinnon is my girl. I just saw Kate McKinnon on Netflix. There's a movie Mastermind with Zach Galifianakis. She was fire in that. I laughed so hard. So that was an easy answer. Yep. Ghostbusters too. Oh that yeah, was good. That scene where she's eating the Pringles is like she somehow makes eating Pringles like the funniest thing ever. It's insane. <laughs> I was listening to an interview with I think it's Will Forte, and he was saying that she is the comedian's comedian. I was like, that, what a compliment. Yeah, yeah definitely. That makes sense, too. What do you think? <laughs> um, I'm so bad. Because, like, I, I know of <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence, like, on The Hunger Games. But, like, yeah. I really – I'm <laughs> so bad with, like, famous people and, like, <laughs> musicians and everything. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, you know this one. I'm like, no. Or, like, they'll say a funny, like, funny verse of a, like, verse – like a funny saying out of a movie and I'm just like I laugh because it's funny but they're like oh yeah you know the movie I'm like no I don't know the movie so so yeah so when that happened I was like oh my gosh I don't know this <laughs> you can pick Jennifer Lawrence and then you guys can have like a really fun day yes. I'm gonna <laughs> pick Jennifer Lawrence too because she filmed American Hustle in Worcester she did uh, and, mm-hmm. Nick's. and I'm loyal <laughs> yes Kate McKinnon come Very to Worcester yeah. <laughs> Mike the Situation Sorrentino has um, has made a peculiar new friend on the inside while serving an eight-month sentence for tax evasion. Billy McFarlane, the organizer of the famous, famously disastrous fire festival, and Sorrentino have become friends at the Federal Correctional Institute. According to his Jersey Shore castmates, the two play Scrabble together, along with a guy who hacked Jennifer Lawrence's phone and leaked her nudes. Who would you rather win that game of Scrabble, Billy or the situation? I love, I love Mike the Situation, Sorrentino. So I will say Mike. I don't think the Situation sh- should trust Billy because he is a very. I don't know if you watch that Firefest documentary. I watched them both. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't trust that guy. Oh, no. and if and if you watch the most recent season of Jersey Shore, he came. He was like, you know what? I'm going to prison. Like he was very upfront about like what happened in his life, and he got married before he went. And like I feel like he's just turning around, you know. Like he was out. Billy was out on bail, and he was still scheming. Right. Like what? I wouldn't trust him playing Scrabble. I'd be like, let me. I don't know. Oh, he's like he's looking in that. He's looking in that bag, like trying to get all the E's and S's. I don't know. Watch your back, Mike. Watch it. Yeah. I'm going to have to stick with Mike's situation. I want to see him win. But then again, I'd like to add, like, Pharma Bro in there, too. Oh, uh, Martin Shkreli? Yes. Is he is he in the same facility? No, but wouldn't that be wonderful if they were all playing Scrabble? I would like him to lose miserably. That man is terrible. Just, just his face. Yeah, everything about him. Um, I would also like to say, and I may be addressing this in the future as the season goes on, but they recently, MTV started a Bachelor-style show called A Double Shot at Love with Polly D and Vinny, (laughs) and it's wonderful. Megan Fox was the first one, wasn't it? Megan Fox, there was a bunch of Megan Foxes. Oh, no, I'm thinking of a different show. I'm thinking of the the new cloning show where it's all the dating show with all the clones. Yeah, this one is, that sounds fun, too. What is that? This is like, like so they're bringing back the like flavor of love style like celebrity dating shows and yeah they just aired the first episode of this it's very very silly if you like garbage television and and like dating shows highly recommend (laughs) 
So this is my last would you rather. All of mine today came from our friend Allie Hart, who has a newsletter about pop culture called The Heartbeat. And you can find her email to subscribe right on our website at www.popitwister.com. British news. Oh, in British news. (laughs) Thanks, Allie. (laughs) Duchess of Sussex Meghan Markle announced this week that she will not be as public as Princess Kate Middleton. Uh, has not been. A princess. Kate's not oh. a princess. She's a duchess. Sorry. Sorry. I'm very like. <laughs> you, you you leaned in for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very particular about, about Duchess styles. Kate Middleton has been regarding the birth of her child. Um, so Meghan Markle is going to be a little bit more private about it. The Sussex Royals will be forgoing the classic photo of new mom and baby from the steps of the hospital, as will. Oh, as Will and Kate have done for all three of their children. According to a statement released by the Duke and Duchess... Is it? Okay, is that right? Okay, yeah. Um, Of Sussex, a.k.a. Meghan and Harry, their royal highnesses have taken a personal decision to keep the plans around the arrival of the baby private. The Duke and Duchess look forward to sharing the exciting news with everyone once they have had an opportunity to celebrate privately as a new family. Um, There's some question about whether or not Kate and Megan are in a feud, and that's part of the reasoning for this. Megan, what's your t- <laughs> Megan? <laughs> that's me, Molly. What's your take, Duchess? Uh, I, we don't have time to get into that right now, but it's really Will's and Harry that are feuding, uh-huh. and that is a whole separate story that has to do with Marcus Chumley and everything. And I can't. We don't have time. Would you <laughs> rather soak up all that new baby attention and keep with tradition, like Princess? Duchess Kate Middleton, or keep things personal, like Duchess of Sussex Meghan Markle? I'm torn on this one. I mean, I have had a baby, and I am also a very private person. Um, and I I would say I'm with Meghan on that. But then again, she also married into, like... She married the spare, though, <laughs> to be fair, right? She I guess, the but there's traditions matter. and stuff like that, so yeah. just... You kind of have to expect it. But I guess if they're going to share it later, then they had their few days and then. I would be interested. Well, I guess that would have been like the 80s in because Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York, married Andrew, who was also like the spare, right? Like Charles was married to Diana and then Andrew and Sarah were married. And when they had Eugenie and Beatrice, I would be like very interested to know because I think that they did all the fanfare, even though they were like secondary to the main. What makes a princess a princess? Is that they're the daughter of the, you have to be like the daughter of the direct descendant. Yeah, even if you marry and you're still a duchess. I've never heard the term spare. <laughs> yeah, Harry's the spare. It's not nice. It's not a kind thing to say. Really it's not a strike, term. apparently. <laughs> In bowling terms. He's the extra kid. They don't need him. Well, so that means William my is, sister would be a spare. No, William kid. is the William is the heir to the, the direct heir to the throne. You're not royalty. I mean, maybe you are. You can yeah. be royalty. And it means too, like William's the direct heir to the throne, and then once he had children, it pushed Harry even farther. What's the throne. third in line? Like a throwaway? Well, no. It just has to do with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think all of these are very personal decisions. I mean, they're in the lime. They're in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if that's one thing, I think we learned from having kids is just. It's so different for everyone. I definitely would not have wanted my picture taken right out. Yeah. I mean, props to her. I know. I had. <laughs> I, I, I packed one thing of Bare Essentials mineral makeup. <laughs> and I, I was one tone of titanium dioxide <laughs> when I came out of the hospital. 
<laughs> just to hide my broken capillaries and I, oh. yeah no one was there was no paparazzi either so I don't know yeah. it's just it's a personal choice yeah and I think like for Megan she I mean she's she's an actress or she was an actress but like she was not she grew up a normal kid you know like she grew up in like in Los Angeles and even Kate like it, who was technically a commoner like it wasn't the same it was not the same situation mm-hmm. for the Middleton girls that Megan grew up in you know well, I definitely would not call myself a private person, maybe at some point, but <laughs> I'm pretty open book. And yeah, I started writing this column that was all about like my dating life back when I was single. And I, I said, this lives on the internet forever. So I just feel like I've made myself vulnerable and then there's no turning back. But when you involve a child, mm. I think my my view shifts a little bit. Yeah, I, I would agree. Mm-hmm. So I would want to keep that moment private. Yeah. And then, you know, when you're ready to, you know, share, share all the excitement, go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple quick ones, but they are, they are 90s themed for the 90s prom. Um, so some of the most famous 90s prom scenes came from She's All That and um, 10 Things I Hate About You. Would you rather go to prom with Freddie Prince Jr. or Heath Ledger? Mike, you can answer this too. Heath Ledger. I'm going to. I'm already thinking about <laughs> Heath it. Heath Ledger. What do you think, Christy? I could see her. I, I would say Freddie Prince. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Well, and he was married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. They're, they're right? still together. Aww. Oh, yeah. They're like very happy. That's a very 1999 <laughs> I love, love it. story. Yes. Okay. Like, Not that, you know. <laughs> I like ladies, but but if I had to choose, yeah, definitely Freddie Prince. Oh, my God. I mean, Heath Ledger, was, he Heath Ledger was kind of a dick in that movie. <laughs> characters I also just and I loved like especially at that time like he was such a babe Heath Ledger but I there's just something about Freddie Prince Jr. that I just like love yeah (laughs) with his best friend Matthew Lillard that's who I would want to go to prom with Matthew Lillard ah I should have thought of that um Seth Green yeah, from, from Can't Hardly yeah. Wait. I think of Can't Hardly oh, Wait, yeah. Seth Green. I love it. With the aviator movie. goggles. It's so yep. prominent, though. I was like, <laughs> or Angus. Everyone um, always forgets about that movie, Angus. Yeah, I remember it. Green Day had that song, JR. Too. That was like such a great, oh, yeah, such a good soundtrack. Um, <laughs> all right, so we had, there were a couple, there was an odd trend of like choreographed dance routines in, prom, in 90s prom movies. Would you rather have been a part? Would you rather have been a dancer in the time after time? sequence from Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion or once again to bring it back to she's all that which is the greatest thing the the Rockefeller skate like the whole <laughs> entire prom dances what do we want to do which is the song that goes like is that, is that the Christian? funk soul brother yeah because people never know the name of it so yeah, I love that song <laughs> Christopher Walken is awesome so I link that to that yeah. so I'm going there I'm going yeah time after time was awkward that was awesome oh I love that scene no, <laughs> like I makes me cry that whole movie like is very like, moving yeah. to me and she's all yeah she's yes. all that she's yeah. all that too yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I love Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion, but I think yeah I think it would be more fun to be a part of like the big huge thing that like for some reason why is everyone at that prom know this dance right <laughs> you know who's in that scene actually is Jean Louisa Kelly who like she was on a bunch of sitcoms but she is a Worcester girl she grew up dancing at Kathy Taylor School of Dance yeah she was on that show Yes Dear that was like on for a long time she's an Uncle Buck but like yes she's a Worcester girl yeah and I I remember watching that movie um, and I was with one of my dance teachers, and she was like, I used to dance with her. We were, like, in the movie theater. So, yeah, bring it back to Worcester. Um, and then one more. 
which is not really a would you rather. It's kind of open. But in Never Been Kissed, the theme of the prom is meant to be classic couples from time. Um, and some people come dressed as Barbie and Ken <laughs> or an atomic, um, what are they? Lily Sobieski and all her friends are dressed as the, the Adams. Um, what would you go as? Which classic couple would for meant to be would you dress as for the Never, never Been Kissed prom? Well, yeah. I'm not a, a big Game of Thrones girl, but last year I did make my fiance dress up like a dragon and yes. I was Khaleesi. That was really good. Yeah, I think I might stick to it. So yes. my, my husband and I actually did dress up one Halloween as Mimi. Well, they weren't really a couple, but Mimi and Drew Carey. Oh, my God. Mm, that's good. I love that. I think you're right. It could be any, like, like pair, right? Pair. Yeah. So we did that, I, and it was fantastic. I think that's amazing. I bet your makeup was, was incredible. I, mean, I yeah. bought my whole outfit at Savers. Oh, yeah. And, it, yeah, and I had. awesome. It was fantastic. Oh, that's <laughs> excellent. Mike? I'd have to go with Fred and Wilma. Oh, yeah. I mean, just nice and easy. It is easy, too. You can wear, like, a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah, that, that would just be fun to wear. Yeah. <laughs> Big club. Oh, gosh. Christy. Was Rosie Wilma? Rosie was. Yes, Rosie was in yeah, that. I know who you would be. Um, yeah. Rosie was I'm Betty. Gonna you guys, you guys would be, <laughs> you, I'm going to tell you who Rosie you would be. Betty Rebel. You would be Kelly Kapowski and oh, yes. um, Mario <laughs> Lopez. Oh, wait, AC Slater? Oh, I like that. Yeah, my husband kind of has the resembles. He has, he has the dimples. Yeah. I like that because it's outside the box. People would expect you to go with. Zach Morris, but like you're like no, I'm here with Slater. Um, I have always wanted to dress as Megan Jack White for like something, and I think that'll be really fun. Just wear like a bunch of red, and I'm already like pretty pale, and I have dark hair, so I'm like I want to be Meg White. So I could carry on drumsticks. Yes. I've always thought that that would be fun, and like very like obvious, right? So yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and welcoming us into your beautiful salon. Yes. I have been Sarah. I have been Molly. And this has been Pop It. Mass Foodies curates exclusive events and publishes thought-provoking content for the food-centric person. When asking yourself where to eat tonight, turn to MassFoodies.com to see what's happening in the Massachusetts food scene. That's MassFoodies.com.